Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, buddy, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and this week, this episode is quite a bit different from what we normally do. We are joining a giant mashup collaborative podcast. Keith Abbott over at Guns Up Nation, Guns Up Podcast invited us as well as Keith Patrick of the Dinger Derby podcast and Jackson of Ramblin' Raiders. Very grateful for the opportunity we had to join them. But before we get to that, guys, you know, as a true football fan, Patrick Mahomes will keep the Chiefs in the game. Every weekend, our favorite Gridiron Warriors put their skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? We are almost to the end of the NFL season now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with MyBookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. Best part is if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they will give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use in all your favorite picks. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Now, let's get to the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a really special and neat edition of a mashup of several podcasts. Uh, this is Keith Abbott, and I'm just basically going to be the MC for the evening. We have four very special guests on our podcast, and I want to go around and introduce each one of them and let them talk a little bit about what their particular podcasts are and something that's unique about those podcasts. And and we came up with this idea because, you know, there's, there's a lot of neat support for Texas tech out there. And I frankly love each one of these podcasts very much. I listen to them weekly uh, or at least whenever baseball season is Keith. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I, I've just really enjoyed it. And I just thought, you know, a couple of months ago, I'm like, man, we need to have a, a just a cross pollination thing. There's, there's enough days in the week that we can all have some good listens and hopefully some good laughs from listeners and enjoy and, and, and just have some good banter back and forth. So really appreciate you all coming on. We have the Ramblin' Raiders, Dinger Derby, 23 Personnel, and Guns Up Nation podcast. And I will start with actually probably the smartest guy on this podcast because he's decided to niche his show. <laughs> and so he he has seasons that he can jump in and can take a break here and there. So Dinger Derby, Keith Patrick, welcome, man. 
Hey, thanks so much for having me again, guys. Man, it's always good to talk to you. Tell us a little bit about Dinger Derby. Tell us about your goal with the show. What what your plans are for the future for the season? Yeah, so I just uh, I enjoy tech baseball, and it's always been kind of a number one for me. Uh, actually, my brother in law played baseball at Tech, so even back to my undergrad days, uh, you know, when he was dating my sister and stuff, just kind of being excited about the program and paying attention even you know in the in the rough years and um i just kind of noticed looking around i listened to a lot of good podcasts more and more tech podcasts coming out but just news about baseball was hard to get you know even yeah i listened to every national pod and you know you just kind of waited for like a little mention of tech and i would get mad i'd call them out on twitter when they didn't <laughs> give tech any love or anything you know they, they I, there was a time where tech was in their top five and they skipped over them and didn't talk about them talk about the top 25 ignored tech so oh, i just thought you know what forget it i'm going to do it myself and uh, started dinger derby last year and went through the whole season and uh, actually just recorded yesterday with a couple guys do a little bit of a fall report awesome uh, but you're right it's nice having one sport to focus on <laughs> kind of one one set of relationships one you know season that i'll that i'll record through and then i get to take a little bit of a break although i'm also like the 23 personnel guys i'm part of staking the planes and do a little bit of writing there and i post the podcast there and um, have kind of called it home for a little over a year now. Yeah, and really, that's how I came to know you is through the Twenty Three Personnel podcast. So kind of, kind of fun. And and you've been on um, several episodes in a former podcast life that we had. And really glad to get you back on and, and visit with you again. And appreciate you being part of this mashup, man. Yeah, it's it's a crossover, man. Absolutely, it's a big event. It's a big event. Everybody's everybody's doing it these days. <laughs> that's right. Awesome. Thousands of listeners. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to at least have one, so it's good. So yeah. it's probably going to be me, but that's okay. So, okay. So we're going to pass it on to Jackson Griffin, the Ramblin' Raiders podcast. What's up, my man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. We, we said we were going to start this show off in style, so we, we've got a soundbite that we have to hear to make this right if we're listening to a Ramblin' Raiders podcast. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. And it's it's something that you know we are proud of, and I don't know, it's it's everybody pods differently, but... I'm happy to be on here with you guys, and I'll say cheers. There it is. There nice. it is. Now the, the signature pop. <laughs> That's right. Now we're re- now we're real. And according to your Twitter, the over under on this pop is five. So yeah, I got I got four to go. So I better I better start hurrying. Better get up. going. Yeah, I'm thirsty now after hearing that. I know, right? We're gonna take a break. We'll be back in five. No, I'm kidding. So so Jackson, tell us a little bit about Ramblin' Raiders, how this thing got started, and and kind of what your specialty is. You've got a lot of neat things going on over there. So so share with us. Yeah, you know it's it was something that uh, my buddy Nick and I recent uh, Texas Tech graduates thought of um, after he he was he graduated two years after I did and moved to the Houston area and, and the way my work schedule gets lined up I have five months of pretty you know uh, I'd say an intense workload here at the Capitol in Austin and then the rest of the year I mean a year and a half I can't complain it's really the best schedule you could ask for but it's extremely boring during the interim it's, it's a downtime and so you know, I was listening to different Texas Tech podcasts. I had also listened to 23 Personnel. And, you know, I have to admit, you know, to Keith that I'm I'm not as big of a baseball guy. But I have listened to Dinger Derby since, and I, I enjoy it. And, you know, I'm uh, kind of a fair-weather baseball fan. As soon as Tech got good at baseball, all of a sudden I became a diehard college baseball fan. So, <laughs> hey, man, uh, why not? Yeah, That's so, when but, I became know, a basketball fan. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You just kind of switched over. Yeah, you and me switched places there. It's uh, but So I, I was listening to 23 Personnel and some of these other podcasts and uh, thought it was interesting and was and would be something that would be fun to, you know, have as a hobby and, and get started. And so Nick and I just, you know, bought some equipment and, 
kind of just winged it going into it, you know, didn't really have a uh, an idea of what we were doing. And, you know, we're kind of the new kid on the block. I know 19 episodes in, but we've really enjoyed it. And I think we have a pretty good structure to kind of what we're doing. And so it's been a lot of fun. It's it's a lighthearted, fun show. And I enjoy oh, yeah. it. I enjoy it a I mean, lot, you know, so. you know, whenever we're popping tops, it's it's going to be it's uh, going to be good. Not quite that professional. And the more <laughs> pops top, the funner it is. I'm telling exactly, you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's good stuff. So we're, we're glad that we're glad you're on. And we're, we're glad that we're getting to have some of our listeners listen to and introduce them, themselves to y'all's show and, and vice versa. So it's really good. So and we also have Michael McDonald of the 23 Personnel Podcast. And I'm going to turn it over to you, Michael. Tell us a little bit about the show, how it started, and what things are doing over there. Hey, guys. I uh, really appreciate you having me. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Beyond, yes, uh, this project actually, the 23 Personnel Podcast, was really the brainchild of Spencer Rogers. Uh, he wasn't able to make it tonight, so y'all are stuck with me. But We'll take it. Uh, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it was a little bit after the national championship game in 2018. He finally pulled the trigger on it. He'd been thinking about doing it. And the way he likes to tell everyone is that he roped me into it. But I think I've got the easy part because he does all of the technical stuff. And pretty much I just have to be there with a few thoughts, some very cold takes and a couple of stats. <laughs> but it's uh, it's been a fun ride. You know, we've we're over 160 episodes right now been going about a year and a half uh try to cover everything you know ranging from worst thanksgiving food to uh if you think tech's going to be an eight seed in the tournament this year and uh, <laughs> in march uh, we kind of cover everything in between so uh, if you guys like to check us out we're at 23 personnel on twitter and personnel is spelled with two n's and one l i keep having to learn this over and over. <laughs> uh, you can follow Spencer at punts suck. He feels very strongly about punts. <laughs> Apparently. Does I not like his care style. for them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you could follow me at Michael underscore LBK. And uh, we just kind of, we, we've, we've known each other through Staking the Plains website, which uh, Keith's also a part of. And, and uh, we have been contributors there for years. Yeah. And he'd been kicking around this idea. So, we're, we're glad to get it going, and we're appreciative to you guys having us on. Oh, it's it's nothing about appreciative. It's just a good mashup for the four of us to, to, to get together. I'm real excited about this. So, And I'll tell you what, speaking of statistician, you were a beast on that last episode with all of the all of the season <laughs> stats. I'm blown away. So, so the other uh, podcast group that's on right now is Guns Up Nation podcast. We have our special guest, Steve McKelkey. Steve, I'll turn it over to you. Sure. You know, um, you know the the... I guess the evolution of the Guns Up Nation podcast actually started about 
almost two years ago, if I recall correctly, and uh, as a uh, podcast called The Testoster Zone, yep. and uh, was a lighthearted <laughs> dude's uh, dude uh, focused um, uh, podcast, and then evolved into f- a brief stint as Fearless Fans. And I guess what in in uh, September, yeah, Keith, September, yeah, uh, we united uh, with the uh, Guns Up Nation fan page and became the voice of the Guns Up Nation. So we're very honored and happy to have that opportunity. Um, we have a lot of great guests on. We've had uh, Kurt Langford, the Texas Tech Alumni Association president and CEO on. A lot of prosperous alumni, Rich Redman, who's the drummer for Jason Aldean Band. Uh, we you know, we talk a lot of tech sports. We're not very good at it. We don't get into the deep <laughs> stats or anything. We usually talk about how we hope they can win, and then they let us down again. And all yeah. that stuff, so. <laughs> Uh, we've had a great uh, show of Dr. <laughs> Miller from the Meat Judging Team. Yeah, so, um, that was a great one. So uh, a lot of great shows out there. We can cer- certainly appreciate all those that are listening to us and playing along with the Pick 5 Challenge and the soon-to-be yeah. uh, bowl game challenge and all that stuff. So uh, it's a lot of fun. We enjoy it, and I'm glad to be talking to the rest of y'all. Yeah, it was kind of fun. You know, That's kind of when I thought about this this show. The just It's all about Texas Tech, but it's in different ways. You know, Keith's – I mean, I don't know a better statistician on baseball than Keith Patrick, so I love watching listening to the Dinger Derby through the season. Um, and then, like I said, the – the Ramblin' Raiders, lighthearted, fun, but they, you still, I mean, you guys pay a lot of attention to detail with all of the different sports, not just football. Um, in fact, it was <laughs> it was your episode where you were talking about the Meat Judging Team National Championship, where I was like, oh man, I got to talk to Dr. Miller. I hadn't talked to him in a while, so it oh, was yeah. good. And um, and then again, when 23 Personnel comes on, those guys are statistician beasts when it comes to football. In fact, their last episode was just so great with the stats that they had. And so we listened to all of those, and we decided, you know... Instead of just doing sports and, and kind of reinventing what you all do really well, we wanted to say, let's let's look at other parts of the campus. Let's talk about admissions. Let's talk about the cheer and palm squad. Let's talk about the meet judging team and, and the and alumni association. And and we've, you know, it's kind of just done different things there. Pretty fun. So um, I'm really excited that, that all of all different podcasts are on here with that can really specialize in different areas of Texas Tech. And that's the fun part is we all support one thing, which is Texas Tech. And we're excited about that. So. Uh, appreciate y'all being on. Um, so as again, I'm the MC for the night. So what we have are basically four questions and I'm going to, to avoid a traffic jam, <laughs> I'm going to kind of just ask the question. I'll, I'll give a shout out to, uh, to one person in particular or one of the podcasts in particular. And then um, after they're done, we'll get some feedback from the rest of y'all. So um, first question I have is, and, and, and this is basically a recap of 2019. So I'm going to start with you, Jackson. So what do you think was this year's biggest success at Tech? Yeah, uh, Keith, for me, that's, uh, you know, it really comes down to two things. Um, you know, both of them, I'd say, are, are special to me. You know, basketball, just for the reason, uh, I think I mentioned that earlier, that you know, I played a little bit collegiately, and and uh, before I got into politics, which I have serious regrets about now. Uh, you know, every single topic or conversation you go into with that never ends well. But uh, I wanted to be a basketball coach, and uh, I grew up the the son of a coach, and so I've I've always had a really you know soft spot for basketball. And in my lifetime, you know, I've grown up a, a diehard Texas Tech fan from as the early, you know as early as I can remember. If you would have told me. You know, at any point that we would have in my lifetime would make it to a national championship in basketball, I would have told you, you were crazy. You know, I would have <laughs> I would have literally never believed that. For and sure. So, yeah. And so for uh, and, and, you know, in Chris Beard's uh, third year for him to be able to 
accomplish that feat was just and i actually uh nick and i my brother lane got to go to the the first game in, oh, Minne- nice. uh, in minneapolis against michigan state ba- uh, basically broke the bank you know it was worth <laughs> it <laughs> totally worth it for that uh for that first game and then had to come back on monday but uh i just that atmosphere was so electric in the downtown scene in minneapolis I, it's something i'll never forget and i think was just truly special um, and then quickly, I'll, I'll just touch on the second thing. You know, I mentioned I work in politics here at the state level in Austin at the Capitol. And this is something that I feel like somewhat goes by the wayside. I know at least with students and probably uh, some of the younger tech fans, but people don't realize that the Texas Tech Vet School yeah. is a huge deal. And, and the amount of time and effort that was put into that by the you know government affairs division at Texas Tech and the team that they have – I mean, I got to give hats off to them. If I, I need to go grab another beer so I can pop a top. You should. That's what I usually do to celebrate them. But, I mean, the work that those uh, men and women put into going up here and, or coming up here, I should say, and lobbying the legislature for the, you know, for, for the appropriations that they needed, you know, and, and to get that, get that put in the budget. Huge. It was a, it was a hard-fought battle. And, you know, I'll end it with by saying, you know, all my uh, friends and coworkers up here that are, you know, ag, diehard Aggies, all we heard was at the beginning of the session was it'll never happen. There's no way. What John right. Sharp wants, he gets. He, you know, he runs his state, A&M, UT, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like it was the farthest thing from reality to them. And the fact that we were able to crush it and get it done Impressive. was just a slap in the face. And, and it, it, you know, it made for a lot of fun, happy hours with those guys. I bet it did. Yeah. I bet it did. Steve, Keith, Michael, what, what's your thoughts? Any others? Um, I'll jump in really quick. I mean, I think basketball is is definite, and I agree with Jackson. I mean, the vet school is huge. I'm pretty involved in a lot of different things around Lubbock. I did a couple lobby days down there and um, just around enough to know what a big deal it was, you know, as far as across the state and statewide politics. But I don't want to forget about, of course, baseball. I'm always going to want to talk about it. It was the best season in tech baseball history. It's easy to look at another College World Series trip, but winning two, getting into that Final Four was a big deal too. But yeah. um, I think track and field was huge. Oh, big and time. Uh, it's funny today. I actually read the uh, the letter that uh, was put on Red Raider Sports uh, after the Texas loss, you know, from a booster. And I, I read through that today, and it talked a little bit about track and field. And um, I kind of popped off on our Staking the Plains chat about that because I was frustrated because Wes Kitley came to Texas Tech the same year I did. My sister ran track at Tech, and I've seen that program grow and build. And I, for one, am appreciative of seeing how much Kirby Hocutt and the administration has put into non-revenue sports and Olympic sports and given them – recruiting budgets and um, opportunities and staff and facilities and all that kind of stuff. And that paid off right there. I mean, there's, there's a national championship and I don't remember uh, many times as a Texas tech fan that I felt more kind of just pure joy than sitting there for that 45 minutes on Twitter and becoming (laughs) like a super track fan, you know, (laughs) and constantly sharing and updating as they went, you know, event by event. And then the fact that they're sitting there watching a kid, you know, toss that that's going to end up winning the title you know this guy that was was basically a nobody and had just worked his tail off for the red raiders i thought that was cool and that, I thought that awesome. was a great great moment for the university oh totally agree totally agree steve michael anything else yeah i guess you think about yeah basketball was great and and i'm also a huge basketball fan and i, I still lament culver throwing up that three-pointer with a little oh. less than a minute left because we he didn't need it 
put up that shot, but I'm starting to get past that now. Um, <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> you look at the the just everything that's happened on campus from from all the variety of sports success, the academic success, to the uh, spirit team success, and you know just all the great things. I, I I would be challenged to to ask anybody to find a school that competes better than us overall. And uh, if that school exists, I don't know who they are. And uh, it's it's amazing just the the culture that's on the tech campus, just the uh, the continuous results and great things that always happen in Lubbock. Agreed. And you know, to me, that's that's our big success. We're not just a great football team. Well, we're not right now, but we're not just a football school. Shape of things and, to come, uh, my man. So yeah, yeah. gives us a couple of years, right? Yeah. All right, Michael, what's up? Yeah, well, I had to. I wanted to throw football in there somehow because. I couldn't help but notice we all neglected it there and uh, for, for probably pretty obvious reasons, but I, I wanted to talk a little bit. One of the highlights for me was, uh, was our boy Pat Mahomes. Oh man. Oh yeah. Taking the Patriots to overtime and yeah. just, just barely uh, missing a trip to the Super Bowl in his first yeah. year as a yeah. starter. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, his campaign last year, MVP, uh, his stats were just unreal. He's he's doing it again this year. Not I don't think they're quite as dominant as they were. Of course, he missed a few games from from an injury. But the native son, the yeah, uh, yeah. spokesperson of McGavick Nissan, is making us all <laughs> very proud. And I I think that's one way we can kind of throw a little bit of football in on this on this well, really successful year across the board for uh, yeah. Tech athletics. What a great ambassador for Tech yeah. too. I'm telling yeah, you, oh, absolutely yeah. agreed, oh, man. And yeah, and a little redemption for him with the Patriots this last weekend, right? So that's right. Not a bad Thank thing. Goodness. Yeah. All right. So all right. That's the best success we've had, or the biggest success in our opinions we've had this year. So uh, Keith, we'll start with you on this one. What was your biggest surprise this year? I did want to say while I while I stall, I wasn't aware that Patrick Mahomes played football. He was a baseball player. That's so. right. See, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> coming from Dinger Derby, ladies and gentlemen. Only you would say that. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, you know, going back to football, I I didn't know that we'd make a bowl game this year, but um, I, I have to give Wells a lot of credit. Despite the struggles of this team, they played a heck of a lot smarter with a lot less talent on the field than I think a lot of us expected them to, and. Um, the last couple games sort of just made you crazy. But, um, you know, really the first four or five weeks, you're like, okay, this is a much smarter team. They execute better. And and to me, that's the early indicator that, that, that Wells is a good hire. And I don't know how the rest of y'all feel about that. But, you know, I just think that, you know, he, he made the most out of the talent that was available to him, knowing very well that, you know, it may not be a bowl season for us. And uh, mm-hmm. so I'm going to give him credit for that. It was a, it was a nice surprise. Um in a frustrating sort of way. Yeah, so many close ones. Yeah. What Jackson, Keith, um, Michael, what's I, your thoughts? I'm trying to think. I guess I probably should have saved the vet school one for this, yeah. this question. <laughs> I am also surprised I, that we got I, the vet school. I, yeah, there you I, go. I was about to say, I, I, I'll admit, you know, as much as I boast now and, and, you know, pound my chest about how we got it done, I will, like, coming into it, I, I was a little bit skeptical. Um, you know, as Michael Scott says, I'm, I wasn't uh, superstitious. I was a little stitious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, with with if we were actually going to be able to get that done, there was a lot of talk and chatter on it. But just the moving pieces and really the uphill battle, what it was yeah. going to take to do, uh, and all the individuals that got brought in on it from you know different agencies and whatnot. So that was special. And then another pleasant surprise that I haven't gotten to test out yet because unfortunately I didn't get to make it to any Texas Tech games this year. 
Um, I made the UT game last year, but kind of towards the middle there, I was looking at going to maybe TCU or K-State, and it just ended up falling through. But how about um, at the Jones selling some some beer now and some liquor, right? That that is surprising. <laughs> that, I mean, that's something I would have loved to have in college, but you know, did any of us ever expect that to ever happen? Right? I, I, I was skeptical. You know, with, with the way fans are in Lubbock, I, I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the rest of the guys, but you know, Keith Abbott and I, we had to drive out to the strip to buy beer. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I was a, I was a strip kid. Yep, we were strip strip associates as well. The strip associates. <laughs> associates. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think it wasn't that far removed. So I've got a. I've got a negative surprise. Oh, let's hear it. Um, I, I, and I think it's proof that, that idiocy still exists. And, uh, you know, I love tech, and I want everything to be perfect sunshines and rainbows, but they're still stupid people. Um, oh, firing yeah. Bob Duncan <laughs> was uh, was an oh, idiotic oh, thing man. to happen at Texas oh, Tech. Man. And I think Chancellor Mitchell's great, and I think he's doing a great job, and, you know, huge feather in the cap. A couple, I mean, because he not only got the vet school, but the dental school went through as well, but – uh, for El Paso, but man, Robert yeah. Duncan, a guy that served this area and Texas Tech for so long, and man, that was a raw deal. And it, just by just by appointed shills, you know that oh, man. that really just didn't represent what the university needed. I think. Yeah, that's a good call. No, that yeah. is. I, I actually call. for uh, it seems like so long ago from the legislative season that that happened, but no, I I mean that that was one of those things that really blew up in the the certain individuals that were on the border regions that you know pursued that avenue i think it kind of the backlash was a lot more significant than they figured it would be and uh, you know i'm uh, yeah it's losing a guy uh, or i should say losing an ambassador like robert duncan after all he's done for the area for the school and just uh, as a senator you know i mean he he has a a great track record and yeah i agree actually it's again i just it's hard to i can't believe that that was not that long ago you know Tell you what, proud moment though of them getting that yeah. standing ovation at the groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. So yeah. kudos, awesome. kudos. So, Any, anything else, Michael? Uh, yeah, I I was actually surprised. I, okay, I guess I can kind of say I called it, but not really. I thought that Tech had the talent to make at least the Elite Eight, possibly the Final Four. I thought they were going to get oh, hung yeah. up by Duke, and of course Duke. Right. You know they they went away before Tech even had to face them. But what surprised me the most was how thoroughly and efficiently Chris Beard's teams demolished these teams on the way to the final four. I mean, we're talking, it it wasn't just, Oh, they just buzzer beater after buzzer beater. They beat Michigan 63 to 44. You know, they, they beat Michigan state by 10. They, you know, they beat Buffalo by 20. They were just plowing people over on the way there. So I, I was nervous before every single game, and the yeah. thing that just always blew my mind was when this game would start and just slowly but surely you'd look up, Tech would be up 10. They'd be up 15. Yeah. They'd be up 25 or something, and you know someone would make a run and, and kind of make it look a little closer. So that was probably what surprised yeah. me the most was the fact that they dominated every single team. You know, Gonzaga was the closest game up until obviously Virginia, but that just blew me away yeah. how effective that defense was. I just remember looking at the Michigan halftime score going, is that real? Right. Yeah. It didn't seem it didn't seem fair. Yeah. You almost felt sorry for him just for just for a tiny tiny second. You almost felt sorry for him. Almost. Never Very feel quickly. sorry for Michigan again. No. Um, not after baseball. Right? Yeah, right. So, think back though. Think back to that Duke game. 
in December. And just the way you felt when all of a sudden they're up 10 and they're just rolling. You know, you're just oh. dominating those guys. And I, Tech hadn't quite learned how to finish yet, I think. Uh, right. But that, what the way they played most of that game, the fear on Mike Shashevsky's face, that was what yeah. they did to people yeah. in the tournament. You know, oh, yeah. you yeah. saw that you saw the beginning of it there. I mean, imagine how feel. Just remember back to how surprised I remember. I was oh, yeah. cooking dinner in my kitchen, like watching it on my laptop, thinking like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tech was up yeah. by one at halftime against Duke, and then it kind of unraveled in the, what the last five, seven minutes or something. I think it was it, three it was, minutes, maybe even. Maybe it yeah. may have been closer than that. Yeah, I would. I would say that game is when you you saw kind of how special that team was and, and what they were going to be capable of doing. I hope we hope you know that's that's a year ago and we've got what we've got the big Louisville game tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We're recording yeah. this on a Monday yeah. night, so man, let's hope we can do some good things there. You so. know, def- definitely as talented as a team as last year's team. So uh, you know, this this year's team just needs to learn to work together a little bit better and uh, yeah. get that teamwork yeah. together. But the talent, I mean, Jemias Ramsey is just a beast. And I really like Holyfield. So, I mean, we got some key players out there that I think can take us long into the tournament, but we just got to play well tomorrow to get that going. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. Good call. Good call. Okay. So, I'm going to turn this one over to you, Michael. Uh, What do you think was your biggest disappointment this year? Okay. Let's see. Where do I start? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, for the, with the statistician. Just use yes, use Matt Wells hire for every one of your answers, Michael. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you really you really have a little thing there. Leaving so, yeah. Holgerson on the tarmac was my biggest yeah. no. Um, I, I, think, I think the fact that, you know, I predicted, I in, in maybe not predicted, more anticipated that Tech would win five games in football this year. Uh, I think most – folks saw that it was going to be a bit of a struggle, kind of a rebuild. Uh, I think that's where we were headed and most agree with that, but it was a little disappointing to miss that mark and to miss them so closely uh, with a couple of, I don't want to say each game had a, you know, a certain play that, that ruined it, but you know, punting late in the game against Kansas, um, you know, just, just some kind of decisions towards the, the end of the wire in some of these games on fourth downs, running some fake field goals, uh, right. some, some other things that didn't seem to be the most effective solution at that point. You know, if, if it's fourth and three, it just run the ball. You've been running the ball, averaging five yards a carry that day or whatever it was. But uh, I think that's kind of what disappointed me the most was that, that we ended up on the wrong side of all those close games. And I, I feel like there were a couple of, of semi easy decisions from my admittedly very comfy quarterbacking chair uh, <laughs> that could have altered the outcome of those games. So that was probably my biggest disappointment. Yeah. Gotcha. Keith, what do you think? Um, uh, for it's got, I got to go to baseball on that. It was two losses to Michigan in the college world series. I mean, a team that you had swept in Lubbock earlier in the season and just, yeah. just bodied. And you go up there and you lose one five to three and it's frustrating, but you reel two off against great teams and you feel pretty good. And then you just get just, just demolished 15 to three and, and exit. And there's just no moral victory in that. That was just pure disappointment. There wasn't. Uh, you were out of pitching and they, they just, they just destroyed you. And um, I was talking to, to Gus the other day, Mike Gustafson, and he was saying that they had their, uh, college baseball hall of fame stuff in Baton Rouge this year. And he was talking to coach Backich, and he 
to his credit, was just saying, man, coming to Lubbock and just getting smoked by the Red Raiders is what turned the season around for them. It showed yeah, it cool. showed them what a college World Series team looked like, how they behaved, how they played, what the you know the atmosphere was like, that kind of thing, and and it kind of focused them. So I guess that's great. I mean, you go you can't smoke teams anymore because you're going to turn them into your you know your own worst enemy, I guess later on. But right. man, that was uh, that was a rough one, and that that's one that those that just leaves you desperate to to be back and and change that that taste that's in your mouth because it it was an ugly one. Agreed. Agreed. What do you think, Jackson? Yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, going back to, to what Michael was talking about, just real quick, anytime you go four and eight, obviously, and, and you know, I'm not off on Matt Wells. I think he's a great, you know, leader, has shown uh, the ability to lead and motivate. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where we can go. But anytime you go four and eight, that's going to be tough. And especially losing to Kansas, I'm not going to lie, that one stuck with me for a while it's just I know it's an improved team under less miles but I uh you know like you were saying Michael I think late in the game there's just, there was some questionable calls there again you know being the armchair quarterback that uh that that we tend to have to be as fans but you know that one was rough but I actually I want my main uh negative of 2019 which is it's kind of uh bittersweet but losing to Virginia in the national championship yeah. game yeah. man in OT that uh, that's Ugh. just a game that you look at and you say, not only were we there and we competed with them, but we we should have won that game. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I'll say drain yeah. those free throws, and I thought that was it. Oh, yes. oh it was it too. was one shining moment. It was it was a match made in heaven. It was perfect. It was beautiful. Oh, that absolutely. was a movie. That's it. That's how you end the movie. The senior drains the free throws. Everyone yeah. comes, carries him off the court. Nope. Nope. And you're just uh, sitting there, you know, saying, if anything, I mean, I don't know. There, there's different uh, thoughts thought processes on this do you foul and try to get it to Moretti and play the small ball free throw game or do you you know the the, the last thing you can do is give up a give up a three and not only a three but to their guy who's been shooting it lights oh, out in that yeah. game hunter and it just uh yeah. you know you feel for the players and and the community as a whole Texas Tech community they just that was such a magical run and such a special time the buzz and the atmosphere around uh red raider nation was great and i mean honestly if we would have won it might have been a blessing in disguise because lubbock could have burned to the ground that night i mean we, we might not have a school anymore so i don't know <laughs> broadway wouldn't have any more bricks i guarantee you oh yeah the kids would be rising from the ashes on broadway so yeah for sure <laughs> oh man what a heartbreak yeah, tough steve i know you feel that way oh, yeah I mean, Jet Jackson took the words in my mouth. I mean, I was a little disappointed that Culver didn't shut down LeBron James last night, but uh, you know, that's that's I I would prefer that uh, LeBron never scored another point in the NBA. But uh, hey, yeah. that's not going to happen. Sh- shutting him down is a small task, you know. Yeah, yeah. I thought Culver could do it though, but no. I mean, the bas- that basketball game. I mean, I, I I'm still just I haven't recovered. I'll admit. I mean, I I get. I used, I usually try not to let college age kids uh, affect my happiness in life, but that basketball game ruined me for a while. And, uh, so. <laughs> to this day, uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> you just can't get over it, you know. Yeah, you and can't. I'm not a super basketball fan, but I was at the USA doing the big watch party in a in a suite oh, with my man. buddy, and uh, man, it was just brutal. Oh yeah, you know, just, it was. Oh, I can only imagine the air was just sucked out of that place. Yeah. So fast. well, and what be, what was it, horrible? You know, they have the they have the big screens dropped way down. You know, so everybody's watching. Uh-huh. There's probably I don't know. There was maybe eight thousand people there, eight to ten, mm, something God, like that. Yeah. I don't know. That that may be too many. I don't know. But the all the students came down. They were ready to rush yeah. the court. 
Oh, you know? so and, and so everybody's down there, and then nope, go back to your seats. We're playing some more, and then oh, just yeah, more. yeah. Oh, you know, you know that that whole okay. game was a perfect mix of I can't believe we're there. Plus, I'm pissed off we lost, and yeah. uh, <laughs> it's just it's just the yeah, way that was, team they battled back. You know, just like yes. I mean, they done all year, and, and it it was one of those things going into it. You know, the way Virginia got there, I said they're gonna, you know, if if the odds tell you anything they've they've struggled all the way here this is the game they're going to go lights out and of course they did it never fails and yeah it never fails and as a tech fan you just know it's going to happen to you but they still battled back and they grinded and just the way they came like i said you know i forget the the time stamp it was what uh we were up three under 23 i mean if you give me those odds and with chris beard and that defense i'm just there's no way i think we lose that game and unless yeah. they hit a prayer which you know it wasn't a prayer it was a wide open three but it kills you, man. Like you said, you, you never want to rag on these, you know, on any college players and uh, in that regard. But it was just a, a tough pill to swallow. It was. But tell you what, you talk about some legends. It'll be tech tech voices and names for years to come. Yeah. Pretty oh, awesome, oh, people, guys. Oh yeah. Okay. Speaking of bright future, planning this seed for a bright future for basketball. Let's let's start with you, Steve. What what in the year twenty twenty? What's one thing you hope to have happen for tech? You know, I, this is an easy one. I, I I want us to have a football team we're proud of, and uh, you know we don't have to win the we don't have even have to compete for the conference championship. I just want to see us back in a bowl game, playing smart smart football, and and um, have a team that just keeps the fans in the stadium on Saturdays. And um, that's that's really it. That's just win football next year. Like it, like it. What do you what do you think, Michael? Man, that's kind of where I was headed to because we've highlighted all the other great aspects of the programs. They're they're in pretty good shape, guys. Uh, things oh, are yeah, things are all right sure. in the other programs. Um, <laughs> I I think it's possible that people may be a little disappointed with the basketball team this year. I and I don't think they should be, but I think there's they they saw it well. You know, Tech went to the national championship last year. They should do that every year, but that's not what that's not what this team's going to be able to do. Uh, so I think it's it's going to be fine. <laughs> this year may be a little bumpy. It's going to be fine, everybody. But really, just to piggyback on that, the, the Tech has to make a bowl game. They've they've got to be competitive in the Big Twelve. Uh, they've got to win more than one Big Twelve game at home. Um, and and you know even that game, the Oklahoma State game was such a fluky game. That was Spencer Sanders. What other games are you going to turn the ball over five times? Uh, so I, I think it was just kind of fortunate that that Tech walked away with that, and I'm sure Oklahoma State's thought that all year oh, as yeah. they're heading into their <laughs> Bulls matchup against the Aggies. So oh. I am um, I, I'm with you on that. I, I think that you know football is of course the cash cow. It's the big it's the big show. It's what everyone's really wanting to uh, excel and and do better. And I can't help but just echo that that same feeling. I, I think it, at least a bowl game, and you know, just just because I question Matt Wells' coaching prowess on fourth down here and there, and <laughs> his inconsistencies there, I just wanted to go back and say it doesn't mean I'm not for the guy or anything like that. I I think he definitely deserves his time to to get things going and get things right, and a a great start would be to win six or seven games next year. Right. Yeah. 
it's but we're all frustrated we get it oh sure sure yeah <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure the players and the coaches are more than we are but it's it's frustrating so right. I'm, I'm with i'm with you hopefully we can turn that sucker around so jackson what's your thoughts on this and or what or what do you think about 2020 well, let's say you know besides the obvious of continuing our meat judging dynasty um heck yes no actually you know what i'm gonna throw this over to uh kind of Keith's playing field I even though I'm not a, a huge baseball guy over the years I mean from what what I've seen from from Texas Tech baseball I truly do feel like they I mean Tim Tadlock has really built this program up into a a powerhouse and I I think we're I mean I, I obviously Keith would know better than I do as far as the X's and O's and um, you know ins and outs of our teams but I really feel like in 2020 or in you know in the next two to three years that like our baseball team is is just knocking on the door winning a, a college World Series. I mean we've uh, it, it seems like we're gradually getting better every year that we go. Obviously with this year being our best outing, making it to the the, the final four of baseball and coming up just against a hot a hot Michigan team. You know like you said we swept them early in the year and then they started catching heat there towards the end. Um, you know, I actually watched that. I was, uh, I think, can't remember, somewhere over maybe in Pflugerville. I was getting ready for a wedding, and I watched it at our hotel that we were at, the Michigan game that we lost 5-3, to three, and that was one that we were in it and just made some costly errors. I really felt like we could have won that game. And so, to me, obviously, Vandy was pretty dominant. Um, you know, they they have been the last couple of years, but I, I'm excited to see what, the, what this baseball team can do. I actually feel like, they have one of the best shots out of all of our programs to potentially, you know, win a a college world series or, or win a national championship. Right, Keith, he took your thunder, didn't he? No, I I, I was really just going to agree with I was going to agree with football. I'm a football fan too, and um, I was going to toss in on football. Not only do we need to win home games, but uh, they need to move the going band back to the to the student section. Um, but, I agree. Oh God, yeah. I want to. I'm an. I'm an old, and I'm on the west side, and I want to hear them. Uh, but anyway, yeah. we're all going band guys. Those that aren't. So, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. No, uh, you're spot on. You're spot on, Jackson. The the D1Baseball.com, and I make no allusions to this. I think they're the best outlet in the country as far as covering college baseball. They do a great job, and they've just taken to now. Like, is this Tech's year? You know, it's just a matter of not if, but when. For tech, I mean the the what Tadlock and J. Bob Thomas and Matt Gardner have built is is unbelievable, and there's others on that mm-hmm. staff too. And um, like the J- the JUCO class right now for next season is ranked number one in the country, and I yeah. I know for a fact that J. Bob Thomas thinks that he can get those guys on campus. He's not he doesn't not going to lose them, and so yeah, it's really just a matter of when do the pieces fall in place? When do you get a little bit lucky? And uh, when do you know when do guys step out? And this season, I think there's a few more questions. There's a lot of new faces, and you lost some really senior guys and a top ten draft pick in Josh Young. But it's once again a reload. It's once again a chance mm-hmm. to a couple freshmen, you know, really put it together. You move some guys around. You find the right the special mix, and then all of a sudden something happens again. So yeah. uh, I hate it. I hate the wait and see. <laughs> but it's a long season sport, and you just kind of have to wait yeah. and see what's going to happen. But yeah, they're. Uh, there's something else. I mean, it's it's crazy. I was actually I looked back today at when we hired Tim Tadlock as an assistant. He was the associate head coach. They hired him from OU. He was the best recruiter in the Big Twelve. They paid him one hundred and ninety thousand dollars, <laughs> and wow. he only made thirty thousand dollars less uh, than Dan Spencer as the head coach. And wow. now he makes wow. <laughs> now he's one of the few coaches in the country yeah, that yeah. makes over a million bucks. 
Um, That's amazing. So I I think it speaks to what they saw in him from the very beginning that you mm-hmm. almost pay him the salary of your head coach, and it was he made him the highest paid assistant in in Big Twelve baseball at the time, and now it's obviously paying off, but. Yeah, I mean that's nothing. Nothing's ever going to be higher on my wish list in any year than than a <laughs> national championship in baseball or a chance to go to Omaha again. Oh yeah, I tell you, every year with that, so many players get drafted, and I'm like, how in the world are they going to, you know, go go out and do it again? And they do. It just keeps repeating. It's just amazing. Just amazing. I think that's a testament to Kirby Hocutt too. I know we haven't touched on him yet, but exactly. I mean, what what he's done at Texas Tech over these last couple of years is nothing short of uh, phenomenal. Yeah, very very good guy, and uh, I'm I I hope his legacy isn't that fo- about football. Oh yeah, you know, and and I've heard uh, have you, you probably have heard these bounce around too. It, it just you know you don't want that to be. There's so many other great things going on, and football can even just get up to where it should have been before. Just a bowl game, you yeah. know. Just a bowl game, just something that kind of gives you a little feather in your cap. I mean, he's done so good for Texas Tech. It's it's just so neat to see that. So, really proud of him. So, so th- those are the questions that I basically had. What is there any other comments or, or thoughts that you have about this year at Texas Tech that I haven't uh, talked about or or, or y'all want to share? Well, here I got one. That's a good one. <laughs> That's about all I'm good for. You know what? It was perfect. The, the Red Raider Nation understands I'll say it. That one. Yeah, foot, football season. I think everybody got pretty acquainted with that sound. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gosh, yes. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, I tell you, one one of the things that I like to do uh, when we have guests on on the um, Guns Up Nation podcast is we have five quick questions that we we just basically ask them for a quick response answer, and it's not something you have to prepare ahead of time. You're pretty easy, straightforward, but it's just been kind of fun to hear the variety. So I'm going to ask each one of you these questions, and we'll start with the first one. I'll start with will be with Steve. Okay, so Steve, if you were going to give a tour to a person who had never been to Texas Tech, where is the first place you would take them? Uh, 100% that would be Stangle Beach. <laughs> I mean, in the recruiting session, the job's done after that. I hope that place is still there, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's fun. Okay. All right, Keith, what about you? Uh, I'm, <laughs> that's a great answer. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, you can't top that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, uh, I'm going to kind of use a twofer, but I – I'm a nerd. I mean, all the way around. I'm a nerd for Texas Tech. I love the history of the campus. I'm always going to default to the administration building. I think it's one of the coolest buildings there is. But also yeah. the middle of the Pfluger Fountain at Memorial Circle. Take them out there. Let them hear the echo chamber when you stand out there and look. Look at you get to look at everything. Oh, you get so to look cool. out to Broadway. Look up the key. Look at the quad. Talk about Carol Lights. Look at the admin building. That's that's the spot right there. That is. I, I kind of want to echo the Memorial Circle a little bit and probably the seal. Uh, I like because you know, that would be, well, here's where you get your cap and gown and then you come out here and you and 90 other people stand in line and wait to take <laughs> a picture at the seal while the cars are driving by honking at you. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of a fun thing. And then uh, I graduated as an electrical engineering student. So I would take them to the basement in the double E building in the key and just say, is this something you really want to do? Because it's dark down here, oh, man. and you're asked to be down here a lot, <laughs> and you miss a lot of games and a lot of exciting, fun things because you're down in the basement working on the lab with no windows. So it'd be kind of a scared straight scenario. Nice. <laughs> there you go. All right, Jackson, so, let's hear it. 
being a political science major, I'm the first thing I'm going to do is avoid Holden Hall at all costs because I, I don't know if they've I don't know if they've oh, updated it lately, oh but I think you know there were some rumors of asbestos nope. going around. Kids were dropping like flies over there. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it wasn't wow. that bad. But but we used to you know <laughs> joke around about Holden, so we're we're avoiding Holden Hall, and then. You know, after after showing them around, kind of some of the hot spots, like y'all said, um, the Memorial Circle, maybe take them over to the sub. I think we're heading across the street over there on University and, and checking out Bar PM. And if that's not great, then we're probably going to just keep going down to the Cottages Pool. I like it. I like man, it. all these places <laughs> I don't know about. Is J Pat still around? If we're going off campus, I'm taking them to Blue Light. Don't worry. Hey, we, that's that's a question to come. Don't worry. That's a question to come. Oh, man, I jumped the gun. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> it was a segue. That's right. Segue yeah. to the next one. So, um, well, heck, yeah. Let's do that next. Okay. So, we're going to start with you, Jackson, since you started this thing. So, favorite restaurant or hangout in Lubbock? Oh, let's see. Man, I hadn't been a while. I'm trying to think. Favorite hangout... Blue light. I mean, blue lights a, is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say, probably, you know, I hate to be that guy, that generic tech fan, but you know, Chimmy's is always fun. Good, good little uh, spot to go to midday. Actually, you know, food food is solid as well. So I guess that's kind of a twofer, you nice. know. Nice. Nice. Okay. But, um, yeah, yeah. I'd go. I'll go Chimmy's. Chimmy's or you know, blue lights good. All Just right. kind of try, try to stay out of the the heart of depot. Yeah, I got you. Okay, Steve, what do you think? See, we don't know these names, do we? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Keith, Ab, and I, we're we're old. We're we're old school. So, um, I mean, I'm I'm very sad that Great Wall is no longer oh, there. Man, I love Great Wall. And uh, <laughs> you know, don't laugh, you know, Keith. You guys, Crystals is gone too, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what about Cowpokes? No, let's not. Do go. they still have Lubies? <laughs> no, no Lubies. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I used to love, like, from a restaurant standpoint, I mean, you know, One Guy's is good, Spanky's is good, but I loved Abuelo's. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. Still that's usually a place we headed, so yeah. I, I, I guess it's still there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then it's okay. spread around. Yeah. We've got one down in Midland Odessa, too, so it's good stuff. So good deal. All right, Keith, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go straight to it. There's no secret. Anybody that's anywhere close to me on social media, Blue Light is my place. The owners are good friends of mine. I've been going since college. We do a charity golf tournament together and all kinds of stuff throughout the year. I, I love it. There's a home away from home nice. and I love live, love live music and the people. Mm-hmm. It's a good spot. I like it. Michael. Well, I'm a sports bar guy, so I'm going with Cap Rock Cafe. Nice. Uh, Ooh, that's you a could, good one. Either one, either one's fine. The the one on 34th gives you a little bit more of a vintage vibe, if that's what you're yeah. going for. Yeah. Uh, but you know, some down and dirty wings, cheeseburger in paradise. They're, Texas Pecos queso, their Cholula sandwich. I, you know, I've got, I've kind of got a, their menu memorized. That's gonna a sound bit. like it's it. A, yeah, it's 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 one of my favorite places. And of course, the schooners are always ice cold. Yes. And, uh, I, you just you know, it's it's hard to get me out of a sports bar. I can always find something to watch. Right. That's good stuff. Hey, real quick, Keith, the ice cold schooners, I think, is like a Lubbock phenomenon. Yeah. Because. You don't, I don't go to many bars where they serve beer in a schooner anymore, much less where it's so cold that ice is forming on your beer. I'm on the bottom of the schooner, God, too. Like, I miss that. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, but that's true. There's not very many around. That's a good point. Well, that was that was always the fun part, too, was when was it going to fall on your lap? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Going to happen. It's so true. I got spoiled on my first weekend, actually, whenever I was doing my visit. I, I got My cousin was... 
um, going to Texas Tech at the time and took me to Caprock. And yeah, I, I spent a lot of uh, good hard-earned money over there. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe that's where I should have said we, I should take somebody when they're coming to check out Tech Campus. Oh yeah, Caprock. yeah, Caprock's a good spot. Hey, it doesn't mean you have to get started on the campus. You're right. There so. was there was another. <laughs> I'd heard uh, back when I was in school that Waco has schooners, but they don't call them that. They call them O's yeah, or something I, like that. Big O's at George's, bro. Yeah, it's uh, George's Bar, like the Pat Green song. Okay, okay. I've only been once, but they yeah, they, they do have schooners there. That's like one of the only other places I've been to that has those. That's a chalice of beer. I mean, that's all oh, it is. Yes. It's, it's brilliant. So a goblet, <laughs> a goblet. Okay, Michael, we're coming to you for this next one. Who do you consider as Tech's biggest rival? Oh man, this is always a good question. I love uh, this question. It, it changes for for me almost every year now. Every um, every weekend? No, I'm kidding. It, it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, it's I, sometimes it's like, well, who who are we f- battling f- for recruits? Who are we battling battling for on the recruiting trail? That you know, they flip a coin and some of them come to Tech and some of them go there, or who do we, you know, we fall and we play six and six each year or seven and five each year or whatever i'm kind of for the last few years i thought it was oklahoma state and you know tcu could kind of be mentioned in there Mm -hmm. baylor could just because it seems like a lot of us really don't like baylor (laughs) Uh, but i I think i'm going to go back with oklahoma state just because that for a long time that was kind of a especially on the football side you thought well they've got a former quarterback he's making it work why can't we and <laughs> that kind of stunk and the, all the signals and all that kind of stuff and they're kind of the kid brother of their state and true uh you know baseball's had some head-to-head some great matchups even just this last year i believe it was a super regionals uh that was some uh great baseball to watch the basketball team you know they, they had a rough year last year but they'll probably get back going again pretty soon yeah they're well coached it's i would have to say them i think across the board it's kind of a coin flip game for the most part uh whenever tech faces off against oklahoma state yeah good call jackson oh that's uh you know i want to lean towards tcu initially and that might just be more of a personal thing i know anyone who's listened to our podcast knows and i'm sure there's there's you know (laughs) people in this in this uh feed that that feel the same way my disdain for Gary Patterson (laughs) and so it's more of just a personal almost vendetta against TCU and I was at that game I was in college for the the one in Fort Worth where they like ran out of fireworks I forgot the score but it was 80 something to I think like 27 and that was left a bad taste in my mouth but I I don't know at the end of the day I I might be another kind of the oddball out here but I almost feel like you know everybody kind of in a way it almost disrespects tech so it's like I, we just have this animosity for a lot of different teams like y'all said it's almost like pick one you yeah, know yeah but i think my if i had to, if i was nailed down had to give one it, it would be tcu got it all right keith yeah i mean i'm from the days uh michael and i were at school at the same time like early 2000s and that was definitely a time where we hated everybody almost equally unless they were <laughs> yeah. Texas. Yeah. that's yeah. how i feel and so but i think that I think parity is important, you know, for a for a rivalry and so yeah, you got to be competitive. So I'm not going to even pretend like I'm just going to totally focus on on baseball as far as I'm concerned and Fair TCU enough. and Oklahoma State are the series. I mean, that's yeah. those are the guys you want to beat. Those are the they're the along with Tech generally somewhere around the class of the conference and yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to look at any one school across everything and feel like we're consistently competitive 
you know, especially with football being down. So yeah. I think that uh, mm-hmm. I think that o- Oklahoma State and TCU. I I too share Jackson's hate for Gary Patterson, and I uh, <laughs> I, I kind of wish he still did the shoe thing just to hate him. Oh, but yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Matt Rule is an ugly dude. Yeah, he is. As much as I had to see his tongue and him oh, licking his Lord. face uh. during that game, oh, I was just done. And my yeah, wife he's... hates him because his yeah. clothes are idiotic. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, I I hate that little whatever he wears. I just call it a bib. bib. It's just bib, a bib. Yeah. yeah. It's oh. a smock. Yeah, smock. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Steve. You know, for me, it sort of depends on the sport. I mean, I, you know, you always want to in football. Always want to beat Texas, no matter what. But uh, you know, right now I have a lot more disdain for Oklahoma than than Texas. Just you know, they're sort of bastards. But um, <laughs> right, right on. But, but you know, when 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 you look at uh, at basketball, though, I mean, it's pretty cool though to see that Kansas is our rival. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. And true. it shows you just how far the basketball programs come along, and and uh, it's that you know usually our rival is. Is usually a team that annoys us the most. I hate how Texas treats us like the redheaded stepchilds. Yeah, and um, so you know, I it's it's either Kansas or or Texas or Oklahoma for me. Got it. Okay, here's here's one here, um, Keith. We've already kind of answered this question for you. Uh, favorite building on campus that you said admin, right? Oh yeah, hundred okay. percent. So I have this super nerdy hobby where I uh, collect old school Texas Tech uh, postcards. Yeah. Like trying to put the whole collection together of, of certain different runs and stuff. And the admin building ones are my just flat out favorite. Some of those old paintings and drawings and mm-hmm. photos from the 20s and 30s are just really cool. They're fantastic. Michael, what about you? Favorite building? Well, I'm, I'm kind of at a disadvantage here. I was a transfer student. I went to the the college down the road over – I'm at South Plains Texan. Okay. So I, I came over a little bit late. So I spent pretty much 90% of my time in the key. Nice. And then I guess this is such a lame answer. Probably the student union building because they rebuilt it while I was there. And I really liked what they did with it. nothing wrong with that. I'll tell you, let me, we interviewed um, Dr. Ethan Logan, who's the vice president of admissions. He had the best quote that the student union is the living room of the tech campus. I thought that was awesome. Isn't that cool? I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I like yeah, that too. Something different there. So, Jackson, what do you think? Let's see. Does the uh, Rawls Golf Course count? That's on campus. Hey, right? hey that's that to to me. That's a great place. Absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, no, that's. I was gonna say. I know Tech's got such a, a large campus. Uh, we used to. I, I took one. Uh, or I had two PE credits. One was at the um, the rec for uh, yoga, which was great class and the other one was for golf over there at the Rawls course and getting to go out there that's I mean that's a really well maintained and and a good place to go relax and uh you know hit, hit the links but I would say as much you know kind of trash as I was talking about Holden Hall I did spend a lot of time in there for uh you know for my classes and for my major and I will say that at the the front entrance uh, that you go through they actually do have a really cool um historical it, it's sort of just a, a walkabout you know it, it goes in a circle and you you can go around and it's got all these uh murals and and it's it, it is it's neat it's kind of like a little mini museum in there and it's a, a pretty cool room so i would say that's um you know a, a good spot to go check out it originally was the museum oh okay holden hall was holden hall was texas tech's museum at one point no i didn't wow. know that i, feel, I, I should wow, have that's that. cool hey learn something new every day i told you guys nerd for tech history over here <laughs> <laughs> very cool steve what about you you know you know before i tell you uh 
I played the Rawls course once. I lost four sleeves of Pro V1 golf balls. Dude, on it. It's <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, it cuts you deep. And sometimes it's just, you know, I, I'm tired of looking for it in the grass. You know, it's just, you just give up. <laughs> uh, now, you know, this one's an easy for easy one for me. Just had so many great memories, you know, being the going band and everything. But it's it's a school of music, uh, you know. Nice. It was cool. That was connected to the to back then. It was called University Center, and and yep. uh, now the sub and and uh, it was you know just a great place to hang out and it's, music building high school. Yeah, it really was. That's right. I mean, that's you know my be- met my best friends there, and and uh, so it was just a great experience and a lot of good memories. And I always look forward to going back. Nice. All right, so here's the last question. So who is your favorite coach, professor, or mentor? Either Any one of them at Tech. And I'll start with you, Jackson. Well, I'm going to go with the cop-out because I, um, as, as embarrassing as this is to admit, my favorite professor, I can't even remember his name because it's been four years, right. but it was, uh, he's, I think he's maybe the dean for the, uh, political or for uh poli sci and, and the the you know f- or political arts or whatever but anyways he was like a i mean every class he was basically a stand-up comedian i, I gotta go look that up because that's gonna bother me now and it was such a uh you know just gotta gotta take it to to fulfill my uh you know major uh prerequisites but it was or my major requirements i should say and he was every class man was a hoot just listen, watching that guy doing some stand-up comedy, but I got to go with Chris Beard, man. I mean, he, it's, and even in a year like this, we talked about earlier how we're, we're somewhat, not, not a bad team by any means. We're just, you know, got a kind of a wake up call from the national championship and we have some, some growing to do. There's a lot of pieces that need to be put together. And I think that it's, uh, this team can be competitive once we get into big 12 play, but that the, the leadership that he shows, on and off the court. I mean, I love watching his fireside chats. He's someone who markets himself and markets the school and markets this team so well. Yeah. Uh, and reaches uh, reaches out to all, I mean, across Red Raider Nation, to all different kinds of fans. And I think what he's done just in, in his short time here at Texas Tech has been, again, just it, it's really almost miraculous to watch. And so I'd say I, I got to go with Chris Beard. Nice. Michael. Well, I've got two answers. One of them is a little bit more personal. Uh, when I transferred from South Plains College, we did a, of course, a campus tour and all that kind of stuff. And we met with our advisors. And I met with the uh, electrical engineering advisor. And, and she pretty much just tried to, to scare the crap out of us. And <laughs> she, she told us how many people start and then how many people fail and how, you know, what the failure rate was. Not the success rate, the failure rate of of the program and all that kind of stuff and it did kind of freak me out but she became a really great person to lean on and she helped me get into classes to to graduate when I needed you know I needed a a certain uh elective or something like that she was she was super sweet and super nice kind of once I was there for a year or two and she realized that I may not actually just drop out uh, so I think her name was Judy Patterson. She was fantastic. And, and she did scare the, the crap out of me the first, you know, the first time I met her, but over, <laughs> over the years, I think I, I won her over. Uh, so nice. she was really somebody that I was, that left a big impact on me. And then I hate to say this guys, but my favorite coach might be the guy that we just fired. I wanted Cliff Kingsbury to win so bad. I was I was on board with that hire. I remember it was 12-12-2012. Uh, 
uh, it, I was at my in-laws in Kentucky. I'd gotten all this stuff on my phone and they're saying, oh my gosh, we're hiring Cliff Kingsbury. And I just thought it was the greatest thing ever. And I instantly gave him seven years on the spot. And, um, you know, I think it was time for the school to move on and for him to move on. And I don't want to get into any of that because that's right. I I think the right decision was made and it may have even been made a year or two too late, but yeah, he might have been my favorite coach just because I still root for the guy like like crazy. I've I've watched way too much Arizona oh. Cardinals football this year. <laughs> I don't think anybody oh, yeah. can say they don't like that guy. I mean, no, he's just was, a class act. That was the most graceful departure for a, a college football coach. I mean, people were it's like losing a family member. It really was. Yeah, it, it's kind of you know you knew it was right and you knew it was best for both parties at that point, but it's still just it just hurts you a little bit. It hurts. Yeah, it you does. just hated it. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, I'll go with my favorite coach. Uh, you know, I could pick a lot of different people, but uh, I love the Coach Knight era at, at Tech. Um, he put Tech on the map. It blew my mind that I could watch Sports Center every single night, and they were talking about Texas Tech and Coach Bobby Knight and and all that great stuff. Uh, you know, it it was what I think was the beginning of the evolution of Tech basketball and and. Uh, and he's a big reason why we have Coach Beard on on, on campus now. And true, um, true. the only thing he did wrong was bring his son Pat to campus with him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to ask you: Did you ever watch Night School? I sure did. <laughs> did you see that? That I, I used to love that show. <laughs> That's awesome. You ever watch a YouTube video of him yeah. uh, trying to uh, take golf lessons? And uh, no, that's I'm, I'm, look, look for it. I, I mean. Gotta, you, you you can't watch around family or young children because it's highly censored. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just don't make them like Bobby Knight. That's they right. really don't. All right, Keith, look, get the tail end here. You're the last one. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take two. Also, I'll give you my favorite coach, and it's not just because of baseball. I just love Tim Tadlock. Um, he's just a throwback, old school kind of guy. He likes to fish. He likes to sit around and just tell a story and drink a brew and i mean it's just my kind of guy i like him i love chris beard i love the personality and all that too i got a little bit of that in me but i feel like i just identify with tim tadlock he's got a biting dry sense of humor i like him but um i'll go personal on the on the professor thing um i actually came to tech to be a a music major music ed and uh, that's how i got in the going band and then i changed my freshman year to hdfs and i didn't really have a lot of direction and i kind of fell into um a horse related certification and minor at the end of school. I stayed an extra year and did this equine science certificate. And there's a professor there that I really connected with. His name's Chris Wilson. And uh, Hmm. first thing I loved about him, he got his undergrad at A&M, then he came to tech for his master's and his doctorate, and he completely switched allegiances and became one of the most diehard Red Raiders I've ever known. And so, I mean, I fully support that, quitting on the Aggies and coming to Tech. Right. But uh, he just took me under his wing. He really kind of expected a lot out of me. He gave me a path to grad school when I didn't have a lot of direction and didn't really know what I was going to do and um, really just pushed me to be better and, and I think as good mentors and professors do. And he moved on from Tech, and I finished grad school and all that. And he actually – he was a young guy, but he passed away with from cancer a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. so he's just a guy I remember fondly as somebody that had a big, you know, impact on my time at Tech and and on my time in the ag college and just, uh, just a dude that, you know, you would hope that as a father, you know, a, a guy I hope that I send my kid to college one day and they find somebody like that that will push them to be better than they think they can be. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good tribute there. So as, as we wrap this up, I'm going to just want to give everybody a chance to just highlight their own individual respective podcast one more time. So Michael, uh, turn over to you first, just give us a, another quick heads up of how we can get in touch and listen to the 23 personnel. Sure. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at 23 personnel. That's at two, three personnel. You can find Spencer, Rogers at punts suck. You can find me at Michael underscore LBK and our podcast is available just about anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, all that good stuff. Thanks again, Keith, for having us on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, glad, glad you could be on Michael. All right. Uh, Keith, Patrick and Dinger Derby. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dinger underscore Derby. Uh, pretty active there. Also have a Dinger Derby Facebook page. You can find me personally at Keith B. Patrick on Twitter. Pretty active there as well. And uh, I post the pod on Staking the Plains, and then you can also find it anywhere else, just like Michael and all these other guys. You can find it anywhere there's podcasts. You can ask your Google Home or find it on Spotify or whatever it is. But uh, appreciate anybody that's interested in subscribing and looking forward to a season coming up. I'll have a couple of fall report episodes coming up with some guys that know a lot more about baseball than I do that are going to walk us through a little bit. Uh, looking forward to that, Keith. So thanks for thanks for the quality show you do. Jackson Griffin, uh, Ramblin' Raiders, tell us about that. Yes, sir. And let me start off by, again, thanking you, Keith, for having us all on. I know this has been a lot of fun. It's a good way to spread content to Texas Tech fans. I'm sorry I didn't hit my beer quota tonight. It looks like we're only at three. So <laughs> That's okay. We'll, hey, we're still proud of you, man. We'll have to work on that for next time. <laughs> we can stretch this out if you want. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to go another 30? Right. But, uh, yeah, let me say uh, you can find us. We're you know all across social media. We have, Our Twitter is at Ramblin' Raiders. We're on Facebook at Ramblin' or It's just Ramblin' Raiders Podcast. is Facebook page. And then on Instagram, which uh, actually tends to be uh, one of our kind of better sites, is just at Ramblin' Raiders, and, and we post a lot to our story, you know, vlogs and stuff of what's going on. We have a bunch of promotions coming up with koozies, and we're trying to get to T-shirts and things like that, so we're uh, merchandising it. And um, Yeah, we appreciate anyone that, you know, wants to go subscribe and, and give us a listen. You know, we're, like I said, kind of starting off, but excited to keep this thing going. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Enjoy your show. Okay, Steve, uh, Guns Up Nation. All right, so you can find us on Twitter at Guns Up Voice. Uh, we're... You can find our podcast just about uh, any place that you listen to uh, your major podcasts out there, iTunes and all that good stuff. Um, and, of course, on Facebook, you'll find the Guns Up Nation uh, fan page on there. So it's a lot of fun. Certainly invite anybody that uh, wants to join us in the uh, Bowl Pick'em Challenge. Uh, hop onto our, our fan page and join us there. That's a, a chance to have bragging rights on the Tech Campus, plus uh, Capital One's giving away a hundred or giving away a million dollars. So, hey. Not that we have anything to do with that, but why not? If you win, dinner's on you. That's what we're saying. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. awesome. Yep. Steve McKelkey, Guns Up Nation, Jackson Griffin, Ramblin' Raiders, Keith Patrick of the Dinger Derby, Michael McDonald of the 23 Personnel. Gentlemen, thank you. This has been a blast. I appreciate it. I'm excited about the future of Texas Tech. It's been a fun year. And I guess at the end, we've just got to give a big Reckham Tech on three. You ready? On one, two, three. Reckham Tech. Tech. All right, we want to thank everybody again for that great opportunity to get us all together in one spot. But before we go, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. 
If you can benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is a fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, ARMCHAIR. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com, promo code ARMCHAIR to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.